That is why forgiveness is not an option in the Gallagher household. Word up. <laughs> Amen. One, two, three, four. Gosh, that intro music gets me every time, babe. I just love it. Wait, you said that last episode. I know. It got it's you so again? Fun. Yes, Come I love on. it. What kind of dance moves? Oh, they can't see your dance moves right now. They don't want to. One day, to. maybe, though, we'll have like a little video. The real dance moves they want to see. Are yours. Oh no. They don't want to see <laughs> Spider-Man come out and, and pop out his dance move. Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> when he comes out of that uh that store and he starts doing that dance move. That's Spider-Man, Spider-Man comes in a the black venom Spider-Man. Yeah. And he's a different person. I can do that move. Um, okay. but we'll save that for another day. Yeah, but we don't watch that anymore. <laughs> 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 Welcome back to the Set Apart Podcast. Episode I am... <laughs> Episode three. I am Rebecca. I'm Jake. And we are so excited to be back with another episode. Today, we're going to get into part two to follow up our last episode. So if you guys did not listen to the last episode, make sure you go and listen to that. Um, We talked about preparing for a set-apart marriage during your single season. And um, yeah, you don't have to be... This isn't just for the single folks or just the married folks. This is for all the folks. These are for people who want healthy, strong, righteous relationships. relationships in their life. Yes. And by the way, I want to say we are not the model. You know what I mean? Right. We're not the epitome of this. We're not like look up in the dictionary, find healthy relationships, and there's Jake and Rebecca. <laughs> we have our troubles. We have our our problems. But I think just for the fact that you know we can all strive towards this, that we can all yeah. aim towards this with our lives. And uh, yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed episode two where we jumped into part one. And we are going to dive into some little other things today, right, Rebecca? Yeah. Part two, we are going to discuss red flags in quote-unquote Christian relationships. Wow. <laughs> Wait, what'd you just push? I can't hear it. I hit, I hit a little boo, booing oh, on oh. that. On the red flags? Yes. All right, babe. Before we get into today's episode, just like last week, and I hope you don't steal mine, I'll let you go first this time. What brought you joy this week? Oh my gosh, this week has been awesome. It's been beautiful. I've loved every moment of it. What has brought me joy has been, (laughs) I think, just seeing my son, Levi. Everything's about Levi every week, about what brings me joy. He's our everything. Um, Him almost taking, starting his crawling. He's like almost at that point where he's crawling. Mm -hmm. So even as we were talking right now, he's almost about to start crawling towards me, which is awesome. But it's also very sad because. It's the slowest heartbreak that I have to accept that he's growing up, but at the same time celebrate all these things. So it's kind of mixed emotions. Yeah. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Good. That's a good one. Oh, gosh. I didn't even think about my answer before. Um, What brought me joy this week? Oh, hello. My nephew was born. My little brother is the last of us siblings to become a parent. So it's very, a very strange feeling for me because Come he's on. my baby brother. So they had their baby a few days ago and I'm just in love with him already and can't wait to meet him when we go to California in a, a few weeks. I know. That back brought to me Cali. so much joy. All right. I'm going back to Cali. All right, so let's get into part two, red flags in Christian relationships. Jeez. <laughs> Do you want to go first? 
I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's so many things to think about when it comes to things that really should catch your attention when you are in a relationship or pursuing a relationship. But I think when it comes to red flags, I think that, you know, a lot of people see them, but do you acknowledge them? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, many times, sometimes people I've talked to that they've noticed red flags in the beginning and I, oh, I should have listened. I should have listened and right. I should have acknowledged it, but I didn't. And I was, you know, this and that. Yeah. I think like we can, we can know that we can kind of highlight all the red flags we possibly can um, in this podcast. But if you acknowledge them, you know what I mean? It's a whole other thing. True. But yeah, I'm gonna let you jump into that first, just about any red flags that you think are in relationships. Yeah. I think, well, just to respond to what you just said, I think like even myself, I've been there like when you are, especially in the beginning of a relationship or in that talking phase, friendship phase, you may look past certain red flags because you're so infatuated by the person. A lot of people might say like love is blind, but I don't believe love is blind because who is love? God. God's not blind. He can see. And so I don't believe the whole love is blind thing. I think we get caught up in lust and infatuation. So that's that's something to think about too when you're starting out in a relationship or even if you're just kind of on an outside perspective looking at a different relationship. Like it's it's hard to see those red flags. Um, That's why we need to ask the Lord and ask for eyes to see. And this is why every relationship, it's it's like flings shouldn't be a thing. We should be very intentional with who we are giving our time to, um, you know, who we're investing in with our time, our money, our, our, you know, physical affection with other people, etc. So, um, okay. So red flags in Christian relationships. I'm going to look at my notes here. So I'm, I have a few quotes actually. So the first one is you're going to be my wife slash husband. So blank is okay. Now, you can fill yep. in the blank with a lot of things like sex, sex or just inappropriate um, behavior. Um, certain things may get excused that you wouldn't normally allow in a relationship. But, oh, you're going to be my wife anyway. You're going to be my husband anyway. So X, Y, Z is acceptable. Like mm-hmm. we're married in God's eyes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I love what our pastor at our church always says when he quotes this. He says, like when people say, well, we're married in God, God's eyes. He says, no, you're fornicating in God's eyes because yep. marriage, God takes that seriously. As yep. we discussed in the last episode, marriage is a covenant between man, woman, and God. There is a third yes. cord in there. Yeah. So, and it's not easily broken. And guess yes. what? This isn't old fashioned because maybe mm-hmm. people might be listening to this. Oh, that's so old fashioned. That doesn't work these days anymore. Everyone's hooking up. Everyone's doing this. Everyone's doing that. And that and might be the case. Depressed. But is that right? Is that the correct path? Is that the correct, is that what God, the best for what God has in store for you? And um, absolutely when it comes to those specific situations, but like, yeah, we're going to be married anyway, so let's do this. Yeah. We're going to be married anyway, so let's go here. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, you know, the line. it's it's just one night anyway, mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit, you got to think of if you, he was in the room with you, if Jesus was in the room with you, in the moments you're thinking about that, would you be doing or at wanting to do the same thing that you're going to do in that moment. Yeah. And guess what? He is in the room with you. He is so. in the room. <laughs> and I think it also relates when you're talking about like when people are saying those things, let's just do this anyway, or, you know, we're going to be married anyway. So this is okay. Mm-hmm. It actually, to me, I would say that shows a sign of a lack of the fear of the Lord mm, Yep. because you aren't 
able to you may you may be able to get your significant other to step into that place with you but guess what are you actually fearing the lord in that moment are you honoring the lord are you revering him in that moment you know what i mean as if he's there with you so i think sometimes um in certain instances you know you may be able to get that other person to do that act or do that behavior go to that Mm -hmm. place with you Mm -hmm. that that you you're desiring because hey we're going to be married anyway right but really it's showing that you don't revere and have holy fear of Jesus yeah. in your life and in that relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just like we talked about in episode two, part one of relationships, mm-hmm. is that when you're building a relationship and you're you're growing in relationship, when you're falling in love and growing in love, Jesus has to be in the center of that. Yes. Jesus has to be at the top of the triangle. To so the closer succeed. that you guys move together, the closer that you get to Jesus at yeah, the top of the triangle. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, I would just submit that and say, if, if that's language that is being used in a relationship, first off, I would say it's manipulation and a 100%. sign of, of control. Yeah. And that that person is basically saying that, the Lord really doesn't care about this and it's okay anyway because it maybe the excuse is everyone else is doing it or this is how everyone else does their relationships. But I'm just saying don't be like everybody else. Exactly. Don't settle to be like everybody else. Be set apart. Yep. You know what I mean? In your relationship. Be set apart in how you pursue each other. Yeah. And how you only get one chance also yeah, exactly. in relationships to do it, you know, honoring the Lord. So give it all you got. Yeah, I love that. And like you said, you get one shot, right? Like, even though people can have multiple, you know, marriages and that can be a good thing. At the end of the day, nobody wants a broken marriage. Nobody wants a broken relationship. And guess what? You don't get to choose anyone in your life that you call family. You don't choose your parents, your siblings, even your children. But guess what? You choose your spouse. Your spouse is the one person in your life that you get to choose. You have power and control to choose who you spend the rest of your life with. So it's a very big decision. And I love that you touched on the fear of the Lord. This is a topic I've been diving into in 2024. And I am so, so passionate about it now. And I honestly think we could do an entire episode dedicated just to what that is. Because I think that might sound a little unfamiliar to some people listening, maybe. I know it was to me up until like a a year ago. What the fear of the Lord is. Yeah, well, I like what John Bevere says. The fear of the Lord is not being afraid of God, but it's being so afraid to be without God. And basically, the fear of the Lord is the highest honor and respect and reverence you can give somebody. And the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord many, many times. It's something I've read over my entire life in scripture, but I've never really truly comprehended it. So I would actually love to do an episode or a few episodes that um, really break that down and even quote um, the book I'm reading by John Bevere is called The Awe of God. I'm sure some of you have seen me post about it on social media. I would love to do an episode about that too. So with that being said and talking about, you know, that first red flag that we have brought up, which is, you know, you're going to be my fill in the blank. So let's, let's, you know, you're going to be my husband or you're going to be my wife. So let's just do this. Um... As a woman, say if I said that to you, say we're dating, you know, we're we're courting or we're pursuing a relationship together, mm-hmm. you know, we're three months in, I'm getting to know you, and I just basically say that. Like, I want to ask you, how would that make you feel? What would you, like, What? how would that, how would you respond to that um, now with who you are now? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. My response, you know, 10 years ago when this has actually been said to me in my past, 
um, I was extremely naive. So in that time, I I justified it. I ignored the deep conviction that I had from the Lord, but I ignored it. Um, so yeah, now walking with the Lord and um, having the fear of the Lord, I would see that as a huge, huge red flag and huge sign of immaturity. Um, like you said, it would show me you lack the fear of the Lord, which would concern me. Um, and that was actually another point I wanted to discuss was a red flag would be somebody who lacks the fear of the Lord. So um, even though it would be really difficult, I would have to confront it head on and address it with you and say, my opinion on that is no, we're not married in God's eyes. We are not married yet. And my advice to all the ladies out there is boyfriends don't get husband benefits. High heels, high standards. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't wear, I don't wear heels, but yes, love that. <laughs> no, I love that. I know I love Thank that. You. So, What about you? What if a girl? Because you could flip the... You know, no, no, 100%. Girls. I mean, I would say the same thing. I mean, I, I never experienced that, you know, pertaining to, you know, a girl saying it to me. Yeah, very um, manipulative. You know, because I, I wasn't really in like a long-term relationship or like a God-fearing relationship that, you know, we we're kind of going down that road and having those conversations. But mm-hmm. I would just say the same thing that you're saying is that, yeah, I would, I would, I would confront it. I mean, now who I am, I would confront yeah, it. I don't today. know, like high school, college, if I would have. Yeah. Um, but I would just say, hey, this is actually that's actually manipulation and i feel like you're putting me in a box um that you know we're not in that place yet we're not even like you say we're not even a fiance yet and your boyfriend's saying i would feel like i've been put in a box i've been put in a cage and that there's nothing outside because you said god said that it must not be god if there's something else for me so if this relationship goes south and then something else happens, then I'm not in God's will because you said God said. And that not only makes a bad representation of that person, but it makes a bad representation of Jesus. Mm, And people can get hurt, you know, by the Lord, not hurt by the Lord, but people can attribute hurt to the Lord Mm -hmm. because God said. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important, like with language too. Like, you know, if you were in a relationship, you would say, thus saith the Lord, Mm -hmm. you're going to be my spouse. You're going to be my wifey. Let's, let's do this. Although I I have heard successful love stories. I have heard that, but I would say the language is very, very important. You know, you can say, you know, I'm sensing in my heart, like you're the one for me and Mm -hmm. I really want to pursue you as you, as if you are. Yeah. How do you feel like asking the person how do you feel not like you are my wife so this is how it's gonna be because I know like in my very naive days when Mm -hmm. I was told that um you know as a teenager I thought okay because you're going to be my husband then I have to do everything I can to basically keep this relationship going when really it it should have ended long well and then it kind of makes you ignore convictions too because you're told something oh it must be God and then you're having these convictions that the Holy Spirit's prompting within you, mm-hmm. and then you're really suppressing that, right? You're right. grieving the Holy Spirit totally. when and He's I bringing did. things up, and mm-hmm. then red flags that that one red flag that you've some you know that you've kind of suppressed. Mm-hmm. Now you're more likely to suppress more red flags. Totally, so yeah. I think you know, yeah, because stay away from that, ladies. Stay even if I you know if there's <laughs> men some too. men out there and there's some women coming on hard. Real. I know when I was working at Starbucks. <laughs> Back in the day, the women and the men were just as bold (laughs) back then. And this is five, six years ago. I think the guys were more bold than the girls. Yeah, but yes, steer clear. Mm -hmm. Ask the Lord for wisdom. That's what I would say. Like, What would you say to people that are experiencing this? I would say, ask the Lord for wisdom. Ask the Lord Mm -hmm. for courage and ask him to show you how to address it um, lovingly, but 
when, with correction because mm-hmm. that needs correction. Yeah. You know, if you're choosing to stay and if you think that that's like a red flag that you're going to avoid, face it head on and yeah. have a conversation or just bow out of that entirely because totally, guess yeah. what? You it's don't need it. that. Red flags don't just go away Mm-mm. when you get married. Mm-hmm. Rather, they become amplified. Totally. Yeah, totally agree. And from somebody who has been there myself, I would say do not ignore it because like you just said, it will it will only get worse. Um if somebody, if you addressed it and then that person repented, like true repentance with the Lord, that's a totally different situation. So, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, forgive them and, and move forward. So next one, um, let's see here. I did have lax fear of the Lord, but I feel like we kind of touched on that. Um, I also wanted to say like, especially to the girls, just, I feel like I could address the ladies just because, well, I am a lady, but also I've been in that situation we just discussed. Don't date somebody for potential. Like, we're not here to date potential. We're here to find our husbands. We're not here to date around, be in a long-term situationship and have a boyfriend for five-plus years. And it's not to push marriage. It's not that. It's that we're here for the long run, right? Longevity. So don't date potential. Mm -hmm. Date for marriage. You're either going to be with this person for the rest of your life forever or it's not going to work out. There's no other option. So be serious with who you are investing your time in. Do you think a lot of women, or I know speaking for men too, do you think that lots of times they lower their standards just because they want it now? They want yeah. that marriage now or they want that relationship or, or the picture of a, of a of a relationship now. Yeah. Fear of loneliness. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We Yeah, we touched on that a little bit in the last episode too, but yeah, definitely fear of loneliness or even to fit in with everyone else. Like, oh, all my friends have boyfriends. All my friends are dating. So I should probably date. Like, there's absolutely no pressure to date. You have your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. You know, don't do it just because everyone else is doing it. It's not a trend. Like who you spend your time with, friends included, is so important. And and God, so this is also for people that are in these or maybe you've experienced this. God can redeem anything. Yes. Right? And, yeah. you know, he can work all things out for the for good me. of those who love who love him. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this is to say also that it is worth it sometimes to wait 30 years, 25 years for that right one, yes. rather than to jump in hastily three times in a relationship mm-hmm. and end up hurt with yeah. a lot of baggage. Not saying that God can't use it. Right. God won't restore it. Mm-hmm. God won't mature you or bring you up, bring you through that journey. But I think it's sometimes just like it's it's sometimes less painful just to wait. Yeah. Wait, wait again for that right yeah, person. God is in the waiting. And actually we have a friend, um, I won't say any names, but we have a friend who God told him, give me your twenties and I will give you your wife. So he didn't date at oh all in gosh. his twenties. I don't know if he dated a, a, at all in like <laughs> as a teenager either, but he literally didn't date his yeah. old twenties. And then his wife came along, I believe in his very early thirties, if not when he was 30 and they are the, on a, like, I don't say this lightly. They're like some of the greatest people. The I know. favors on them. Yeah. The favor of the Lord. The, on their on marriage, them. their children, their family. But that was fought for. That was yeah. waited for. Sacrifice. That was contended for. Suffering. And that's what happens <laughs> when you set yourself apart. Yeah. You you, you choose to set apart yeah. from what culture is saying. When I think of a set apart people, I think of them. Yeah. And I would Seriously. say that's kind of culture because people say live up your 20s, party up your 20s. Exactly. Um, try every flavor in your 20s so you know what you want no. when you're 30. You know what I mean? You've heard all the things, but that. no one talks about. I'd love to hear the same people that say those things in their 20s, how they're doing in their 30s. Because Mm -hmm. I bet you a lot of them feel depressed. I bet you a lot of them feel lonely. I bet you a lot of them may have had all the experiences that they can probably think up in their mind, Mm -hmm. but yet they're still 
searching yeah. and they still haven't been sustained. And like you said, it's not too late for redemption. Exactly. But the reason they're feeling all those feelings is because you're giving your your soul away to people. It's called a soul tie. Yeah. You're becoming one with someone physically yes. or emotionally, mentally, whatever, you, you know, fill in the blank. And then you're tearing apart yourself from somebody. And it's literally like, like the Bible touches on this. You're becoming one with someone and then tearing apart. That's you're taking pieces of them and giving pieces of you to somebody that mm-hmm. you can't get back unless of course that's the beauty of repentance and knowing the Lord and you know, renouncing soul ties and whatnot. But that's we're we're it's getting into thing, right? yeah, we're yeah. getting into a rabbit hole here. <laughs> okay. So that's a red flag to avoid. You're going to be my husband, so let's just do anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so uh let's see here. I have a quite a few, but I would say um, a red flag is when one of the people is saying, you have enough faith for the both of us, meaning one of you is walking with the Lord and the other maybe is just not as much or the other isn't at all, which brings us to being unequally yoked, which yeah. we did discuss in the last episode. So again, I want to encourage you guys, go listen to that last episode before you finish this one. Um, I think we preface a lot of things in that one, 100%. but yeah, yep. I have, I've heard that you have yeah. enough, she has enough faith for the both of us. So I don't need to go to church every Sunday or yeah. he has enough faith. So I don't need to pray, you know? And mm-hmm. really when you're, when you're wanting a godly marriage now, you know, disclaimer, we're talking about godly marriages here, not just dating or anything goes two people should be pursuing the Lord. And like that triangle imagery you referenced earlier, think of a triangle. God is at the top, the tip top. And then you have the wife on the left, the husband on the right. And as you move toward each other, you get closer to the Lord. So you should both be pursuing the Lord. So the the closer you get to Jesus, the closer you're getting to each other as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It works both ways. That's completion right there. What? That's completion right oh. there. <laughs> I said inflation. No, that's yep, inflation. <laughs> I was like, what? When you get married, you do gain weight. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's that no. That's not it's necessarily a joke. true. It's a joke. <laughs> Dad bod in full effect. Let's okay. Go. All right. So yeah, just wanted to touch on that. I feel like is there anything you want to touch on with that? No, I think, you know, you really, really did a great job on that. And just to piggyback oh, on you. what you're saying without, you know, diving too deep into it but yeah that's exactly it you know you you're not going to be carrying the burden of both your faith you know what I mean and that's not going to happen it's not going to end up being um a successful you know what I mean especially in a like not even a marriage but just in a relationship yeah exactly there's unequally there's unequally yoked relationships not just marriages there's unequally yoked friendships you know what I mean Mm -hmm, totally um yeah ask the lord for wisdom in that you know ask the holy spirit the holy spirit is a genius Mm-hmm. So ask him to come into that situation. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So next one, let's see. This is just not a quote, but you should see the fruit on their life from their relationship with God. So, you know, I've been in the situation where the guy um, wants me to like him. So he's like the church guy all of a sudden, or all of a sudden he's trying to get close to God. Now there's nothing wrong with that. However, when we're talking about marriage here, when we're, you know, when we're in it for the long run, um, this guy, in my opinion, should already have that relationship with God mm-hmm. or a strong foundation. And now it doesn't yeah. mean he should be perfect, yep. of course, but it means 
I should see yes. the fruit on his life. He okay. should know who the Holy Spirit is. He should gotcha. have the fear of the Lord. He should be pursuing a daily encounter. Yes. So fruit, <laughs> like when you say fruit, you're talking like third car garage. He's got a nice car, Lamborghini. He's making six figures. His four hundred one k's through the roof. When you say fruit, like he's got good fruit on his life, no, that's what we're talking about, right? That oh, mean oh money. okay. What is it? What's fruit? What's the fruit that <laughs> you you're talking me, about? <laughs> no, no. What's that fruit that you're talking about? Um, like, I think fruit. Uh, well, the fruit of the spirit, right? The spirit, yes. yes. Which is there's eight, right? Why don't you go yes. ahead and list them? Because I'm Galatians five. Yes, I can never. Twenty two through twenty six is the fruit of the spirit. So I was kind of prompting that. So the fruit of the spirit isn't how big your house is. Fruit isn't how much money's in your wallet. Fruit isn't how that Roth 401k that you have, which is maybe a great thing. That's not fruit. It ain't that designer clothes that you're able to wear. You get the point. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, long-suffering, and self-control. So this is the fruit that Rebecca is talking about. And when you are... Um, you know, pursuing a relationship or engaging in a relationship, this is fruit that you want to see exercised as a sign to keep on going in that relationship. Um, and I would say there's plastic fruit, which is those monetary, those earthly things, but then there's real fruit, which is the heavenly things, the things that um, carry you in a relationship, the things that please the Lord, the things that actually build and surround your marriage and fortify that relationship. So that's fruit, right, Rib? <laughs> yes. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, exactly. The fruit on somebody's life. And actually the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. I, at the top of my head, can't think of the exact reference, but it is in the Bible. Um, so yeah, it's having discernment, like we discussed earlier, which we should always be asking for that. Um, it is a gift of the spirit and we should be able to see that even in dating. You know, if you walked up to me and we were, you know, 10 years ago, we started dating and there was no fruit on your life. I would take it as a sign of immaturity. Was there fruit in my life though? 10 yes. years ago? You're Let's very go. patient with That's me. About. <laughs> very patient with me. <laughs> very kind to me. Um, but yeah, not even just with me, but like with your family too. Yeah. Now, How you treat your mom. Exactly. And I was going to say, sign. not all family relationships are good. You know, family can be very hard sometimes. However, there should be effort and fruit in your family relationships. Well, the Lord tells us to honor our mother and father, right? Mm -hmm. So if the Lord is commanding us to honor our father and mother, it's not optional. It's not right. a recommendation. Right. Then our spouse or that, or that person that we're dating, we should be able to look at their life and the honor they give their parents as a reflection yes. of how they're going to honor you yes. or I in the future. Even and if when that it's is something, yeah, even when, um, even in hard moments, yes, you're supposed to honor them. Yeah. So that's actually a great litmus test also to see how that person in the relationship is, is yeah, honoring is their parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are they treating their mom like crap? Mm -hmm. You know, are, do you cuss names? at your mom? Oh, right. no snap. That's a big mm -hmm. red flag. You know, you'll never know if That's you marry so into that person, <laughs> you might be cussing at you. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I've seen that. yeah. Seen and it. it's, it's, I think it's also, you know what I mean? Who, who are you around people? Mm -hmm. or do you change do you based change, off the yeah. audience and the crowd that's around you? Mm -hmm. I've seen this a lot and it really hurts my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's and so it, people are really good at it too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, dang, that was, that was a great Broadway show. <laughs> that was great. But like our, our first ministry is our family. Our first ministry is how we love our spouse. Our first ministry are those areas before anything else comes. And uh, yeah, look for that. How are they treating their parents? Yes. I love that you touched on that too. That's really good. And 
like you said, like, um, how are they around others? How are they, how do they forgive? Do they forgive quickly? Do they hold grudges? Um, forgiveness is not an option. It is a commandment by the Lord himself, which I feel like is yeah. a whole topic in of itself. Cause that's something, that's something that like, I feel like we always knew subconsciously, but actively walking yes. in forgiveness is so challenging. But when you are walking with the Holy Spirit daily, it can become very easy in his presence. I think people sometimes like, they kind of roll their eyes when people, when you may hear that, like forgiveness. Okay, I forgave them, but I don't feel like, like, okay, whatever, nothing happened. I don't feel like feel. I forgave. <laughs> I don't feel good after. Like, I don't feel like I've been relieved mm-hmm. of anything. Forgiveness is a journey and it's a process that you walk through. Mm-hmm. It's not just a momentary thing. You exactly. know what I mean? You have to journey through it. Yeah. You have to walk through it and it's painful. And it might not be for six months to eight months that yes. until you actually feel that, that lifting off of that burden. Yeah. And you know it may what I mean? not be a feeling. And this is so, so good. I love this talk on forgiveness because in the Bible, when the disciples ask the Lord how to pray and he goes over the Lord's prayer, it's actually us asking for forgiveness every day. And it literally says, um, Lord, forgive me as I forgive others. So that tells me we should be saying the Lord's prayer daily, right? Like in our daily encounter, that means yeah. we are not just asking God for forgiveness, but we are forgiving those that have hurt us every single day. Like, even if you have to say their name out loud, even if it feels weird, just do it. I've done it. It's so freeing. And you know what? They don't deserve it, but it doesn't matter because we don't deserve God's forgiveness. And he gives it to us anyway. Like it's a free gift. And because we receive it from the Lord, we should be giving it away to others. And the Lord also says like, um, what, what is that verse um, that says like, as you forgive, yes, you have it. Yes. Matthew six, verse 15. See, we're one. You already knew where I was going with that. Yeah. It says, (laughs) if you do not forgive others of their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses and i love what our pastor says here is that day you stop forgiving is the day you stop spiritually growing Mm, and i could never agree with something more than that because it's so true how can the 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 man fully god who Mm -hmm. walked this earth sit suspended on the cross between heaven and earth pierced Mm -hmm. blood dripping from himself and yet looking at the very people crucifying and murdering him and say forgive them father for they know not what they do Mm -hmm. that's the level of forgiveness that we're called to and um, i think like oh when people say I'll never forgive them, quote unquote. I cringe because it hurts me. My heart hurts for them because I know that what they're they're going to be stuck. And if you walk in that, that's a whole other topic. But just forgive me. If you let that unforgiveness fester, it can really, really end up with and yeah, take root in you Mm -hmm. and and do deeper, deeper, deeper pain. And bitterness mm. is so ugly. Yeah. And it, and it, okay, I'm just being, this might sound weird, but it affects your outer appearance. It literally makes people ugly. Like when it just makes them hard to be around too. Like I have literally worked with people. There's a specific person I'm thinking of. I'm obviously not saying, but I've literally worked with somebody who has said, oh, I hold grudges. Like as if they were bragging about themselves that they can hold grudges for years and years. Like, that's sad, right? That's yeah. really sad. It made me want to just not be around this person because I'm like, oh, I feel like I have to walk on eggshells if I do something wrong. They're not going to like me. They're going to hold a grudge, yeah. you know? And it just makes them... Yeah, anyway. Well, don't you want to be forgiven of your trespasses too? Like, there's some things exactly. in your life... I'm not telling you, like, asking you directly. Yeah, be right back. I, I mean, gotta go I, <laughs> yeah, I want to be forgiven of the things that I've done. 
You know what I mean? In my life. Exactly, honey. That is why forgiveness is not an option in the Gallagher household. Word up. <laughs> Amen. There's so much more we can say on red flags in Christian relationships or just honestly relationships in general. But I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. And um, we're going to probably jump into part three three in the next episode on marriage and or I'm sorry set apart relationships I think I want to say one last thing yeah around this you can listen to all the podcasts you possibly want you can you can read over all of the guides for a perfect relationship you can listen to all the tv shows and see all the all the movies about it but one thing that you need to listen to when you are dating or in relationship is the holy spirit Mm. that's who you need to listen to and listen to him when he tells you what he tells you right away. Yes. Don't hush it. Don't push it aside. Don't suppress it. Just say, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Yeah. And listen to him because he's the ultimate guide. Not yes. a podcast. Not anything, that a TED Talk. Mm-hmm. It, is the, it is the Lord and the Holy Spirit who is inside of you, who's going to lead yeah. you into truth. Yeah. Listen to those convictions. And even if they're weird, even if you are like, God, is that really you? You'll know that it's God um, when it keeps coming up, coming up, coming up. And it's it's that gentle nudge saying, hey, son or daughter, I don't want you to partake in this. I want to set you apart. I want you to uh, consecrate yourself or also known as separating yourselves. And it's for his glory ultimately. And that's the reward is him. 100%. Amen. (laughs) All right, honey. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up there. Do you want to pray us out? Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) What an honor. Lord, I just thank you for this time, Lord, that we just got to sit here and fellowship together, Lord God. I just thank you for everybody that may be listening today, wherever they are at, Father. I ask that you would just meet them wherever they are at, Father, in their life. Lord, if they're in relationship, if they're in a marriage, if they've been married for five years, 10 years, or 50 years, or if they're waiting, Lord. Lord, I ask Mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit, Lord, would be our ultimate guide. Lord, that you are the spirit of truth and you will lead us in all things true for our lives, Lord. For the Father's best. You have the Father's best, Lord, in store for us in our lives, God. So I thank you. Thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you, Jesus, for everyone listening. Lord, I pray that they would be infused with hope today. I pray that they would be infused with joy and peace of the Most High. I pray, Lord, that your spirit would encounter everybody who's listening today, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you, Father. And we just declare that the heart's cry of the set-apart people is, Lord, our life is to love you. Our will is to please you. And our desire is to know you. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening, friends, and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. One, two.